God's design for marriage is found in Matthew chapter 19. Jesus said, at the beginning, the Creator made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his mother and father and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Welcome to By Design from American Family Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Abraham Hamilton III here, joined by my lovely, wonderful, amazing wife, Maria Hamilton. Say hi, babe. Hello, everyone. <laughs> welcome back to part two of this particular By Design uh, topic, I would say, where last time we began by talking about a husband, husband as covering. What does that mean? And we we let we ended the last episode uh, leading into a particular experience that Marie and I had uh, in our home in, in New Orleans uh, having to deal with the water. <laughs> I've never told this story publicly, so this is this is uh, I've never told the story on the air, I should say. Yeah. Um, so this this is going to be interesting to discuss. So I'll set up what's happening. So here we are. Abe and Maria, young married couple. At this time, we had three children, mm-hmm. um, Christian, Nana, and Gaby. Mm-hmm. And we had agreed to host Thanksgiving dinner at our home. And this was, we were in Louisiana. My side of the family was going to be there. Your side of the family wasn't, your side of our family uh, was still in Texas. So it's going to be largely my relatives that I grew up with right. uh, coming over, where we agreed to host the tuck-in and all of the, the good stuff. And then... The day before, this is Thanksgiving Eve, we had a torrential rainstorm mm-hmm. that occurred. And we were trying to get things ready. I remember I was in the kitchen. Uh, you had, I believe, bathed one of our children. Mm-hmm. And as the night goes on, all of a sudden, the water in the faucet in the kitchen stops running. Mm-hmm. The water in the bathroom stops running. It's raining like cats and dogs outside. Water is beginning to pool all over in different parts of our yard. And uh, you want to pick up next? Yeah. Pick up there? So um, I think a little bit of background is important. So yeah, go ahead. Um, we come from a different backgrounds, like I mentioned last episode. Yeah. And um, we've been exposed to different things. Mm-hmm. And so um, we are very different. So one of the things that I know we had already discussed, because that's another thing, is communication. We have got to learn how to communicate and what, how we think about things and what we think about. So we had already, you know, talked about this a lot, but I knew that you were uncomfortable with manual labor. <laughs> and so we, and y'all know him by now, if you guys listen to him on the radio, like he knows his lane and he's great at his lane, but that's his lane, right? <laughs> there are other things that are not his lane. And let's be clear, not just... <laughs> Not it's not a laziness issue. No, it's not. But it's not I, at all. I just was I was not raised with skills like carpentry and right. plumbing and things right. of that nature. And so right. uh, that's what you mean when you say manual labor. That's it's not what it a, is. It's not a work ethic deficiency. <laughs> it's right. a skill. That's deficiency. right. Unfamiliarity. Right. And unfamiliarity. Yeah. So but I was raised because I'm Puerto Rican and I guess it can be assumed that because I speak Spanish, we work with our hands. But um, <laughs> my dad. Did you has, just stereotype yourself? I, I don't did. think that's I a Puerto sure Rican did. stereotype, though. I don't know. You know, I don't know. But anyways, um, my dad has always, you know, been very much uh, handy and he was very intentional about making sure we were around doing things with our hands or whatever. So. Um, and now, mind you, I am no professional. I just try. And your dad is very skilled in he's these He's very areas. skilled. Very skilled. And my grandfather was an architect. Like, they're very, it's just a bit, yeah. that's what it is in my family. And so, um, 
when something breaks, my initial, just because I was been raised like this, my initial thought is we got to fix it. Like, we got to get there. We got to fix it. We got hands. We go fix it. Fix mm-hmm. it. And your initial, and it's so interesting, the differences. Your immediate thought is, I need to get someone to come fix this, right? But honestly, at that time, earlier in our marriage, I, I was like, uh-uh. We, I'm not waiting for somebody to come fix this. We ain't got no water, right? And we, yeah. I got to bathe three kids, and I got to prepare this. And do. And I'm thinking about the things I got to do. It is late at night. I, I, I it didn't is, say oh that. Oh, my it's God. Late. It was like 10 o'clock at night. It was ridiculous. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, I'm just, we were just exposing what we were at that time. So, uh-huh. um, I remember getting really frustrated because I thought— I was 100% sure that my plan was the right plan to to uh, resolve this issue that we had, right? And I had an idea of what your plan was, but I was convinced that that was not the way to go. And so and that's I, not because we talked about it. You just no, we just, you assumed, just assumed based assumed. on knowing each well, right, yeah. based on knowing each other, but still, like I just got, I, had, I assumed. Um, so. By the way, let me just get, say this. I was completely wrong. Okay, like you're going to learn at the end of the story, I was completely wrong. But but I just, land, you know, just being uh, 100% here, I was completely sure the route was we're going to Home Depot, we're getting some shovels, we're going to dig up because we left this out. So we had just installed a few weeks back or whatever, a yeah. water softener. That rerouted the, the, the water, the water main, from yeah. our water main to the softener back into the house. That's right. So mm-hmm. long story short because we don't want to... Uh, stay here too long but um i knew what we what it was first it had been raining a lot and so there was something the water's not coming in i don't know what's going on exactly but i'm have this idea in my mind that we got to go get a shovel home depot wherever we need to go grab a shovel start digging in the backyard and find where this leak is or whatever is happening where a pipe may may have busted or separated because the water's not coming in the house and i look because of course being well, you me. had no idea about pipe bursting and separate anything. You just no wanted idea. to dig in the I backyard. Just thought, I just thought, listen, because my MO has been, that's what I'm saying, learning each other's process of thinking. It's completely wrong, mind you, now that I know that. But, you know, in the moment, I'm thinking, I don't know what it is, but we got to find out what it is, and we got to fix it. We can find out what it is, and thinking that it's that simple, right? So I say that because in this whole thought process, I'm getting, my emotions are getting the best of me, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm getting to where it's like, Bro, you got to come on, step up. Like, do what you got to do. Go fix it. So, <laughs> I told now, you. Now, remember, guys, it's raining <laughs> it is cats horrible. and dogs. It's raining so hard, you can't even see your hand in front of your face. Now, back, it's raining that hard. back story. So, we had already ex- established that you have, a, like, a, a discomfort with yes. not being familiar yeah. with manual things, right? Fixing that stuff. So, I jumped the gun and very wrongfully um, said, now, mind you, I didn't yell or anything like you that. You're going to say what you said to me? I, I'm going to say what I said to you. <laughs> Is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I don't word it right, let me, uh, correct me. But you said, I said to you. Oh, I remember exactly what don't you said. Let, <laughs> I said, don't let your insecurities stop you from taking care of your family. That's what you said. And I saw his eye. I know it was a dagger, That's y'all. I didn't intend to put a dagger. But I really was like. Listen, I know, I know you felt this and this and this way about this, but this is the moment you got to step up, right? And so I was really like, try, oh God. Anyways, I feel bad now. But so I, when I said that, I wasn't intentionally wanting to hurt you, but I was just so concerned that you were not going to step up, which is foolish because you had stepped up every time before then, um, just in your way and not my way. And my fear was that you were going to not, that you were going to do what you wanted to do and not submit to my, <laughs> plan and it was going to fail and I was going to be mad right 
It was so fleshly. Anyway, so, um, uh, so anyways, you can see how that made you feel because that was horrible. <laughs> Guys, that's what she said. That's what she said. She said to me, I can see it, baby. I'm in the house right now. I know, I know. She looked at me and said, don't let your insecurities cause you to, uh, uh, don't let your insecurities make your family suffer. So I'm like, yes, Lord have mercy. That felt like Aquaman's javelin. Yeah. Pierced my soul. I looked at her. I said not one word. It was like laser eyes, you know? Like when somebody looks at you and you just know that the the, the it's penetrating you. That's how it was. And I immediately knew that I had hurt you. But I honestly, I was so caught up in my emotions with this whole difficulty and thinking that you were not going to pull, pull your weight, if you will, that I was like, deal with it. Like just... What? You know, I because we were both kind of emotional at that level. I mean, yeah. we had gotten to that level. Go ahead. And and she's right. It, I, it hurt. It hurt. It hurt deeply. Um, and I and I thought, all everything that I am to you is now out of the window? Yeah. How easy it is for you to conclude that I am going to not, in spite of everything else you know about me, that I'm going to let my family suffer. Why would you think that about me? What have I done to make you feel that that's what I'm going to do? So in that moment, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. And and I was hurt and I was mad all at the exact same time. And so I'll say what I responded and then, then you'll pick it up. I, yeah. I, I didn't say anything immediately. I waited probably about 30 seconds. It felt like two hours. Right. And I looked at you and I said, you bathe, bathe one of the children. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's going on, but just go to sleep. And I'm gonna go pray. That's what I said to yes, you. Yes, I remember you saying go to sleep. I, I said, I said, babe, you've bathed one of the children, put them to bed, put all of the children to bed. You go to sleep, and I'm gonna go pray. Yes, you said you were gonna go pray. Mm-hmm. In that moment, because we know that that is the best way. In that moment, the Holy Spirit said, "Be quiet." To you. And let him lead. Yes. Mm-hmm. Be quiet and let him lead. And you know, I'm like aroused emotionally. And I'm coming against you. And when the Holy Spirit says that, I want to come against the Holy Spirit too. Like, mm. no, he's not going to come through, you know. Mm. Oh, it's horrible. Anyways, and so, but in that moment, I was like, yes, that's true. That's true. Because we had already grown to the point in our walk with the Lord where we realized our roles. Mm. And we embraced, I, we've wanted and to And be specific when you say realize yeah, yeah. our roles. Yeah, we, we wanted to embrace what God has designed for for marriage right like his order for things and you are the head of my household i have fully embraced it and i've attempted to grow in that and when moments like this happen you're like tested Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so i remember like challenging your role and challenging your um authority but in the when the holy spirit said just stop right and yes go to sleep like you said you know and, and let him pray i remember thinking you know he's the lead I have to submit. Now, my flesh don't want to, mm. right? Because my flesh says, uh-uh, you're, that's not going to work. Listen to me. This <laughs> one time, listen to me. Which means I want to lead in this, in how we go around this scenario. Mm. I want to lead. And so I had to, I had to die to myself. Mm. And it was awesome, but it was very difficult, right? And so, It's awesome in that moment? No, no, no. It's awesome. Well, it's awesome that I yielded to it, yes, in that moment. But it was hard, Right. Mm-hmm. And then in hindsight, is it is great because I could have kept fighting you. Right. And it really could have led to ug- ugliness. Because even. what you wanted me to do was go to Home Depot, go get oh, a shovel yes. and start digging up holes in the backyard. Oh, yes. 
and I was sure it was going to work. Listen, foolish, you hear me? But um, so anyways, but I ended up going to sleep, and I remember praying, and I was like, Lord, help me to die to my flesh. Like, help mm. me to die to myself and let him lead. This is ridiculous. You know, now it took it took a lot of calming down and all of that, Um, but— you can go ahead. And t- <laughs> yeah. So, so, and it's, it's true. I was hurt. I was angry. And I said what I said to her. I said, babe, just, just go to sleep. Put the children to sleep. And I remember when I said, go to go, put the children to sleep. You like, you said to me, but the brothers of them hadn't bathed yet. The brothers of them, they need to bathe. They need to bathe. Mm-hmm. And I said, babe, our children bathe every day. One night, one night is not going to hurt them. Just put them to bed and you go to sleep and I'm going to take care of it. You reluctantly yes. said, okay. And I did what I said I, I wanted was going to do. And I'm just for the sake of time, we'll yeah. move forward. I, I, I prayed. The Lord reminded me that I had a card from the day we moved into the house of a plumber who lived in the neighborhood mm-hmm. in our subdivision. So at this point, it's like 11, 1130. The day before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve at 1130, I called the plumber. The plumber, no, before I called the plumber, go, let's go back. First, I called this local municipality yeah. to find out what was going on. They came out, turned off the water to our house. When they turned off the water to our house, a particular pooling location subsided. Yeah. That's, and, and the city said, that's where the problem is. Because we're outside in the rain, turned off the water, the pooling subsided, and showed that it was close to where the connection, where we rerouted the water from our main, originally, to the water softener and back. Yeah. But the city said... But it's on your property. We can't do anything with it. So you have to get plumber. a plumber to come out and do it. And so after that, I went back inside. The Lord reminded me I had this card. And I called the plumber. It was in our neighborhood. This time it's like 1130 at night. I called this plumber's number at 1130 at night, the day before Thanksgiving. And he answered on the first ring. 11. This is the, this is the truth. Thank God for that plumber. <laughs> I called. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. I explained. He said, Abe, no problem. I'll be there tomorrow at 4 a.m. On Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving Day at 4 a.m., the plumber comes. I'm there. Maria and the children are all still asleep. We dig in the spot where the city manager pointed out to us where it was. He said, this is your problem. You know what it was? We lived in a part of the New Orleans area where it's built on swamp land. And there's a drag factor on the pipes we put in that subside that we used PVC pipe when the code required copper. Right. And if we had used the proper piping before, the sub, subsiding of the of the, the ground wouldn't have caused the, the pipes to separate. But because of the subsiding of the ground, it pulled one of the pipes that we put in of the PVC pipes apart. And it caused the water to cut off from entering our house from the water saw, from the main. Yeah. So the the plumber... Said, I can fix this. Literally, 30 minutes. The plumber fixed the piping, put everything back together. Water is running. Everything is fine before 5 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day. Before 5 a.m., everything is done. I wake up. I wake up. I, I'm a late Thanksgiving riser. morning. A is early riser. Mm-hmm. Very different there. Another one of our differences. Yeah. And so I wake up, and you're like, open the water. 
whatever the fuck. I didn't say it like that. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. I did not so, say it like that. I, I was at the, the kitchen sink. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I just remember And I said, thinking, babe, come. This dude did it. That's what I remember thinking. Mm-hmm. I was like, this man did it. He fixed the problem. And here's what just, it fell on me like the, it was the Holy Spirit. He was like, you see, you win when you submit. Mm-hmm. And I was, from then on, that's really why we tell the story is because it's mm-hmm. like, Lord, I, as a wife, and, and with my strengths and my background, I'm thinking, man, we can do this. And it has to be done this way. Mm-hmm. This is not your area. Trust me. You know, and I want to lead. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit in that moment, even with all the emotional things, you know, he told me, be quiet, submit to the covering that I have given you. Mm-hmm. And with his makeup, with his ways, he's not perfect, but with his, his uh, ways of fixing things. And that morning I was like, you see, I need to shut up, you know, mm. and I need to trust that you are not going to uh, do anything irresponsibly to cause harm on us or to, um, you know, cause us to suffer like I told you or whatever, um, that I need to trust you mm. following God. And when you say I'm going to go pray, I take that to the bank mm. because I'm like, yes, God is going to show you. Mm. Forget what I think should be done. And not that, not to say that my opinions doesn't, don't count because you always valued what I, my suggestions. Um, I praise God for that. And I thank you for that. But, man, it's just really taught me that not only the covering is important, but the submission to that covering is essential. Now, the thing that we we didn't really talk a lot about is at the, po- the point when I, I told you I was, that I needed to go pray, and I lovingly suggested that you go to bed. I didn't know what the Lord was working on you with because when we separated from one another that night, we were still it was tense. Yeah. It was still yeah, tension. Yeah. It was yeah. So the next morning, the way this all unfolded, uh, when Maria went to bed, when you went to bed, and and I stayed up, I prayed, called the plumber, do all these other kind of things. Uh, we were still. It was very very tense between you and yeah. I, and so the next morning. When I was in the kitchen and I said, hey, come come check out the faucet, I didn't know what had been going on with you. And so when you turn on the water, then that's when you start saying, man, this is what the Lord was dealing with me with last night. This is what mm-hmm, the Lord was showing mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it actually was a moment that was very tense. And it, it was probably one of, if not the most tense from, from my perspective yeah. um, that, that we had. Um, and it, is, it has become a mark on the staff for us yeah. as a marital couple. We both had relationships with the Lord, relationships with the Lord as individuals, mm-hmm. but this is something that God had did within us together. And it has become a moment where we've enjoyed even greater intimacy, intimacy, yeah. greater union and greater, um, uh, a greater oneness following that. And it's like you said, um, it's not like it's a dictatorship or anything like mm-hmm. anything like that. But the reality is within the marriage that, it's two different people, okay? When a decision has to be made, if we disagree, which, what, what are we, we going to go with? Exactly, right. You know, are right. we going to trust God enough to trust him with how he has ordained and designed marriage to lean into that in the tense moments, right? in the difficult moments? And those are the things that, again, we have the opportunities to grow in embracing him yeah. and his design for our union, which results in a greater oneness between us within the marital union, or are we going to resist that and suffer the consequences from it? And and the reality is the function in our marriages, husbands as coverings, and the biblical description and discussions about submission, these things are foundational. Yeah, yeah. 
They're foundational. Yeah. You know, it's interesting though because when we when we when people hear that, um, because of the world we live in and just the turmoil that's happening, we think that those words and those roles are difficult and they're like to be rejected and not desired. When when you live when you embrace them and you live them out, um, the ultimate result is a transformation and a growing in in your relationship with the Lord. Right? It is easy though for for the wife, for example, to embrace submission on her own. But then if the husband doesn't embrace his role as a leader and as a servant leader, mm. then it is hard for that union to come together and, and have that intimacy because it's just one side of it working and embracing the role and not the other. And so then it's hard for the wife to submit to a husband who has not fully embraced his servant leadership mm. role, right? So it takes both. Mm-hmm. It takes both because, yes, we, we you had laid a foundation of trustworthiness with me, um, even though in that moment I didn't want to see it because my flesh was all messed up, mm-hmm. <laughs> my emotions were all aroused. Um, I was able to, looking back, I'm like, he has never done anything for me not to be able to trust that when I die to myself and I submit, that he's not going to cover me. Right. Mm-hmm. But there are marriages, unfortunately, where those that's not the reality. And so our encouragement, my encouragement is that we would both husbands and wife embrace the role that God has given us, mm-hmm. that we are both humble and willing to die to our flesh daily, daily. Yeah, daily. And and the reality is this as um, uh, our role as husbands and being coverings and, and serving as uh, servant leaders in our marriages and, and the head of our families, um, as our wives make themselves vulnerable to us, we have a duty before God not to abuse that vulnerability, yeah. not to uh, lord over, you know, our wives, but understanding that that, that God is going to hold us accountable for that. You know, that's why you have instructions like when Peter writes, you know, that we are to de- dwell with our wives in an understanding manner so that our prayers aren't hindered. Yeah. You know, that. The role that God has given us to serve in our families, it's not for you to abuse someone. That's why I continue to emphasize servant leadership uh, because it is uh, you're, you're a child of God, man. You're, you're God's daughter, and I, I'm accountable to God for how I handle your heart, yeah. not just handle situations because while I'm navigating the issue of needing to restore the plumbing, I have a responsibility to care for your heart in that moment. Now, I could have, and yeah. it's real talk, like in, in that moment, and, and I perceived it this way, I felt like, and this is how it often happens when the, you yeah. were so consumed in your perception of me negatively yeah. that it caused you to eliminate all of the history that we have together. And guys, that's how the flesh works. That's right. And that's how Satan tries to get us to be deceived. That's not a rational conclusion. It's one of those moments where emotions, if you listen to my show, you know, horrible generals, great foot soldiers. But if we allow our emotions to lead, they'll lead us off a cliff. Yeah. They'll lead us off a cliff. And then conversely, the flesh says, oh, you hurt me, so now I'm going to hurt you back. Right. But in that moment, I have the responsibility to die to myself even the more that even though, and I know that you would never try to hurt me intentionally, um, but I saw your facial disposition where you knew I was hurt, but you ain't care in that moment. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a responsibility to respond. Am I going to <laughs> yeah. respond to injury with injury, or am I going to die to my flesh and even in spite of what I'm feeling in that moment, continue to operate in my role as covering and not allow my words to say something that does not match my heart's true condition. Yeah. And so and you saw me I had to grind my teeth. <laughs> and, I, and I believe I was. You correct me if I'm wrong. But when I suggested go to bed to, and, and I was going to go pray, 
I don't think I was I was harsh. I don't think I barked it. No, but I'll tell you, because of my emotions at that moment, all I heard is go to bed. Mm. And I was like, Oh, you, you telling know, me go to bed? Right. Like in my mind. Yeah, and I didn't bed? say that, right? Yeah, but okay. inside of me, I was like, and the Holy Spirit in that moment, yes, go to bed. And then it's double whammy, right? You and the Holy Spirit telling me the same thing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I got to do this. And that man, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I went to bed and I'm like, Lord, I know I need to die because you're telling me to go to bed. That was like, <laughs> Die in your flesh, not that, die literally. Right, died in my flesh. But yeah. man, that's the difficulty. And I think that's why that we tell the story, man, because it's it that's this is real. Yeah. It is a real deal. You are two people can becoming one and Maybe two different people, two different backgrounds, different, yes. different experiences, yes, different expertises, different weaknesses, different strengths. That's right, and just um, maybe even have contributed to the difficulties you you know you're having. Mm-hmm. But man, the key is, Lord, help me to die to my flesh. Help me to humble myself before you first, and then before my spouse. Man, it's it's amazing because in in James's epistle, uh, the Spirit of God pens through James. Uh, that God opposes the proud, yeah. but gives grace, more grace to the humble. And often when those scriptures are referred to or alluded to, people think solely in the context external to family, external to within the marital union. But the same is true in within the marital context. Yeah. That when we allow pride to drive our engagement, we put ourselves in a position to where God is postured against us. That's right. God opposes the proud. Yeah. But he gives grace, Kairos, his empowerment, his ability to the humble. And oftentimes when there are difficulties within marriage, the, the main thing that's needed is for humility to be injected into the dialogue, for there to be a humbling of oneself to where you trust God that he will not allow your humility to result in your being abused as you make yourself vulnerable right. and trusting him sufficiently uh, to do exactly what he says, that if we humble ourselves, he will be the ones to exalt us to where the conclusion is not one person winning a particular argument. That's right. You know, and this is something you say all the time and, and you do such a great job of this. Um, in other stories, not this particular story about the water, but uh, of reminding me, even in the heated moment, that hey, I'm I'm on your team. Mm-hmm. When you when you've raised things, suggested things to me, character deficiencies, character flaws, or or things that I needed to adjust, you remind me, Abe, I'm on your on your team. When in the flesh, when you say, wait a minute, hold up, you mm-hmm. you, you you suggesting that I have a character flaw? Right. The flesh will immediately put me in a position to where, once again, self-preservation kicks in, protectionism kicks in, to where the, the natural tendency is to begin to treat you as if you're an enemy to me. But because we're in this covenant of marriage, no, you're for me. You're not suggesting something to me because you want to demean me or to denigrate me. You want to see me win. Yeah. Because we're not just joined together. We're members of, we're, we're one. We're one, amen. We're one. You and I, we're one. And so that that is something that we have to what? Why are you laughing? I just thought about I just thought about another account where account another time when um when you highlighted a flaw in me not even intentionally and there was more dying of flesh that needed to happen. Remember with the with the I painting? knew I knew exactly yeah. what you're talking oh. about. Well, I guess uh, I'll have to tune into another <laughs> episode because yeah. we don't have enough time to get into that That's one because right. we're running out of time. But uh, just to come full circle on this, yeah. Um, 
embracing God's design, the roles he's placed us in, it's not only best for the unit to function in a utilitarian sense, it's actually best for the members of the union. Because within embracing God's design uh, for our roles within the marital union, we're able to embrace his sanctifying processes for us. And we grow individually in our relationships with him and in our relationships with one another. You don't have anything you want to say? No, that, I think I think we, we explained it. Well, this is the place, guys, that by design, where we, again, want to inform and educate, but we also want to encourage people to celebrate God's design for marriage and family. Thank you for listening to this episode, this part two of Husband is Covering. What does that mean? And for future episodes of By Design, stick around because you may find a little bit more, get a few more windows inside of Hamiltoni as well as all of the other uh, hosts for the By Design program. May our Lord bless you and strengthen you in your marriages.